time enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. Mr. and Mrs. Franklin Gibbs. Three days and two nights, all expenses paid at a Las Vegas hotel. Won by virtue of Mrs. Gibbs's knack with a phrase. But unbeknownst to either Mr. or Mrs. Gibbs is the fact that there's a prize in their package neither expected nor bargained for. In just a moment, one of them will succumb to an illness worse than any virus can produce. A most inoperative, deadly, life-shattering affliction known as the fever. Sean, I've got a fever, and the only prescription is no Twilight Zone. <laughs> I think we all, you know, I'd rather have this kind of fever than everything else that's going around. So it, that's true. Yeah, actually, if I, I shouldn't say that because somebody will say he's, he's got a fever and he's not quarantining himself. Why is every single one of these episodes appropriate for these times? <laughs> it's a little scary, isn't it? <laughs> Oh like, my God. I, I was watching uh, uh, Tom Hanks on uh, on the Today Show, yeah. talking about his new movie Greyhound, which is going to be on uh, on on Apple TV because obviously we can't go see it in theaters. No, of course not. And uh, and he was talking about well, you know, I I feel kind of kind of kind of cheesy saying this, but it it really does fit our times really well. Yeah, it's, it's kind of the same way with the Twilight Zone. Oh yeah, for sure. Which, by the way, season two is out. Of the, of it, the new ones. I've, I've only seen the first episode so far and, and boy, howdy, was that a good one? Yeah, it's really good. Um, I think I got up to maybe episode four. I'm trying not to just uh, squander them all in one night, but uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, they're they're good. Season two is just as good as the first so far. Now, I, I don't know anything about the story, but I do know that uh, the the season finale, episode 10 of season two is uh connected to the uh to the episode to serve man oh nice canimates are there and everything so i'm very excited to get to that one oh man but, but i'm trying not to i'm trying to exercise some self-control and not <laughs> to jump to the last episode so i can see that one and so far i have succeeded well done unlike the main character in the fever uh mm. franklin no impulse control no impulse control at all. And, uh, you know, I, I, I feel like uh, there, there are people who just have like addictive uh, personalities. I, I don't think I, I'm creating that theory. I believe that that actually is a thing. <laughs> True. And uh, uh, one could make the argument that uh, Franklin always had an addictive personality. He was just addicted to being kind of a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love the um, uh, God. It's, it's like early on in the. Um, uh, in the episode when uh, his wife, uh, Flora, um, you know, she puts she puts a nickel into the slot and uh, he's he dresses her down because of it and yells at her. And uh, she says, um, well, the nickel's already in there. It'll be the last one, I promise. And so she pulls it. She pulls the lever on the on the um, slot machine and she doesn't win anything. And she says, boy, I'm really unlucky. And I'm like, yeah, man, you are. You're married to Franklin. <laughs> well, first of all, Franklin and uh, Flora, I, I appreciate the alliteration in their names. Oh, yeah, always. Uh, so uh, so we definitely uh, definitely have that going for them. But uh, yeah, I, it's another situation. And, and we've mentioned this with a couple previous episodes where 
I, I just can't quite wrap my head around what the dating uh, era was like for Franklin and Flora because I, I, I just, I just don't know how that happened. But, uh, but we, you know, we first meet them as they're entering a casino, uh, and they've apparently won some sort of contest to be there, and uh, you know, which shows how different the 1950s were because now you don't need to win a contest to go to a casino for free. They will, I mean, literally just ask. And they will give you a room for free, yeah, sure. provided you do some gambling. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so at first, I, I was wondering what you know. It, they won some kind of contest, and they. Um, I was wondering what exactly they got for free. Was it just like the the all just the trip, or did they have any? Did they get any credit at the actual casino? Yeah, at one point, the uh, the slick haired casino uh, magnate. Uh, does say that they have unlimited credit, but he doesn't say what that credit is. So I'm guessing that uh, it's probably the room and, uh, you know, probably food while they're there and, uh, you know, probably their, their, their trip to and from said casino from, uh, from their town and all, all uh, the macadamia nuts you can eat. Exactly. And, and again, you know, casinos would definitely do that today. Sure. Uh, without you having to to win whatever contest she won, absolutely, just got to lose big time in the in the house. That that's really all they want, and <laughs> and they, they figure if they invite enough of you, most of you are going to lose. Yeah, uh, which is funny because uh, as the story progresses, uh, a drunk guy basically gives Franklin a dollar, and uh, basically. Essentially forces him to put it in the uh, in the slot machine, and he he wins a little something, something. <laughs> yeah, he wins and a little bit. He doesn't hit like the big ten thousand dollar jackpot. No, I think he only wins like seven or eight bucks. I mean, he, he's, <laughs> he's he's carrying the the silver dollars, which uh, kids back back in the day, uh, silver dollars were a thing. Um, he, he's carrying them with him, so it couldn't have been that much. Uh, but then the the thing that caught my eye. And sort of spells doom for Franklin. I don't know if you noticed this or not, but but Franklin wins his seven or eight bucks, and you know he's he's very smugly saying, "Oh, I'm going to take this money away," unlike these morons around here who are going to to gamble it. And then they they sort of walk out of the room, and then the drunk guy who gave him the dollar goes back to the machine, sticks a dollar in, and he actually ends up winning some too. Yeah. And that absolutely spells doom for for poor Franklin. Oh, absolutely. Although he doesn't know it because the odds of that machine paying off again are are basically uh, astronomical. So there ain't no way he's winning again. Um, I do appreciate the uh, I'm always a fan of uh, somebody really going over the top playing a drunk person. Um, Mm -hmm. I think we saw that in uh, we saw two things uh, that. Uh, similar in this and the four of us are dying. One is the over the top playing a drunk person. Um, And number two is the intro where you have like bright lights, big city neon signs splashing across each other in the intro. Mm -hmm. Like with uh, what's his name? The, (laughs) the main, the main character of uh, four of us are dying. He, uh, hammer. Ah, yes, that's right. How could you forget arch hammer? (laughs) How could I forget? (laughs) <laughs> and he, uh, he only with him it was jazz clubs, but with uh, with Franklin and Flora, it's uh, casinos in Vegas. Yeah, and, and I keep thinking what whatever I, you know, would see Franklin and Flora uh, in uh, in Chicago. There's a 
there's a a drive-in restaurant called Super Dog, and uh, the the owners were named Maury and Flory. Yes. And so that that's what I always think of because because at Superdog there's like two giant hot dogs on top of the building and they're they're named Maury and Flory after the uh, <laughs> after the owners and that's that's just what I automatically think of. I didn't think that story was going to get better after Su- uh, after Superdog. <laughs> and and yet somehow it did. Uh, also, I I don't know if it was intended when they were doing this, but uh, the the thing that popped into my head. Uh, as I was watching this, was uh, the episode of The Simpsons where Mr. Burns built a casino, mm-hmm. and uh, Marge ends up getting uh, addicted to gambling. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know the the monster that Homer calls Gambler, <laughs> and uh, and then at the end he's like, you know, remember when I dropped Maggie on her head? Well, you have a gambling problem. <laughs> and, and so, like that was that was the best case scenario for Franklin because if if he hadn't if well, I'm getting ahead in the story here, but <laughs> yeah. if the ending that happens in the story hadn't happened, like he would have gone home and he would have been dealing with uh, with, with Flora just just constantly uh, giving him a hard time about instantly becoming addicted to gambling. Oh, of course. I mean, Flora, Flora, for all intents and purposes, looks like she's a responsible gambler. She does. Yeah. I mean, she... Well, she never really has a chance to get addicted. Mm-hmm, that's because, true. Like, immediately, she's having to pry Franklin away from the machines unsuccessfully. My God. Come <laughs> like, on, Franklin. I, I, I think that comes back to, you know, he, he just had an addicted pers- addictive personality. You know, he was, yeah. he was either he was either gamble or just be, uh, uh, you know, a smug jerk. <laughs> it's one of the two. He, because he's never he's never met any of these people in this Las Vegas casino, but he's already assuming that all of them are are degenerates. Yeah, they're all losers, not like Franklin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, it also amuses me that uh, you know, like this guy is clearly melting down, and the people who are working at the casino, they're just kind of like looking at him, going, "Look at this jerk." Yeah, for sure. It's I guess they see it all the time, but man, when he gets thrown out uh, for uh, for gambling. I don't know. Uh, wh- why did he get thrown out the first time? Well, he gets thrown out because uh, the machine breaks. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Out because he put in the dollar and he's, he says the machine owes him a dollar. You know, it was going to pay off, but uh, it, it, it intentionally broke. That's right. Just to not not pay off for him. And that that's why he gets thrown out. And he actually. He actually ends up pushing the machine over. <laughs> so Franklin and Flora, they uh, uh, wait. So when so Franklin wins the seven dollars in, in in silver dollars, and he says, "I'm gonna I'm gonna pack this away, and we're gonna we're not gonna gamble it away." So they go back right. to their hotel room. Is that yeah. when he gets spoken to by the pile of change? Uh, no. So so as they're leaving. Uh, when drunk guy returns and puts the puts the money into the machine and it actually pays off, he hears it. Uh, he he hears. I always thought it was the machine, but you might be right that it was the uh, pile of money uh, calls his name. I think first it's the it's the neatly stacked pile of money. Yeah. Then the machine comes after him. Yeah, and then uh, uh, you know, so so they go to have dinner and and presumably uh, you know. Have a have a nice time of it there in, in Las Vegas, and then uh, good luck, Flora. <laughs> and then, uh, 
he he keeps hearing the the pile of money calling his name, so he decides he decides that he can't take having this this filthy, uh, dirty casino money anymore, and the only solution is to go back down into the uh, the casino floor and and put it back into the machine. Makes sense to me. Perfect sense. Well, and clearly, you can't argue with that logic. No, it belongs where it belongs. Uh, so he does, and then he goes on. Uh, at one point, they say three hours and then five. So let's just say a gentleman's eight hours of of, <laughs> of, uh, of slot machine work. Um, I I would imagine they probably had to take out a second mortgage on his house. Sure. Uh, you know, to to be gambling for that long. Uh, you know, again, nobody at the casino seems too concerned with that. I I. I guess back then they they didn't much care if you if you spent all your money. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not like they're gonna have to face any consequences. Yeah, they they aren't upset until Franklin breaks the machine, and right. then then things take a really strange turn for him because the the machine uh, apparently doesn't like being broken and <laughs> literally comes after him. So, in the middle of the episode, and then at the end. <clears throat> He is visited. I, he's visited by the anthropomorphic pile of change, and then the machine coming after him, like you said. Mm-hmm. But both of those events are preceded by an actually an actually good audio, scary voice saying "Franklin." Right. I I thought like the actual voice acting was actually really good, but then you see a person sized slot machine (laughs) behind the door when Franklin answers it. Yeah, that is, uh, that is a little strange. Well, I, I, I think it's the same one that was, that was downstairs because when he knocks it over, it's like, it's like on a pedestal. And I, th- I think it's about human size. For so sure, it's yeah. not, oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely the same one. I just thought it was goofy as hell. When they- <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the fact that the, that the slot machine is actually talking to him, that, that's goofy <laughs> as hell too. That too. Um, uh, so, so what happens to Franklin? Uh, well, you know, he uh, he has this little uh, little confrontation with the machine and then he uh, he he na- naturally their their hotel room has a giant window, giant window. Uh, and uh, ba- basically he he goes falling through the glass and falls to his death. I w- so he doesn't get thrown through the window. He doesn't jump up against the window from all I get from all I could really muster when watching this episode. He le- he like. Very, very delicately backs up against it, and the whole thing just shatters, and he falls out of the, out of the building. Yeah, not great construction there in Las Vegas. <laughs> because, you know, it was kind of a boom town at that point. Yeah, it's true. And, and they were probably building these hotels so quickly that you know they couldn't attach a window. They they, they didn't have time to hang the windows correctly. Who has the I time? Mean, yeah, I mean, um, no, nobody's staying in their rooms anyway. They're all gambling the whole time. You're probably not um, going to see too many regulations. Uh, back then in 59 uh, and any that do, uh, you know, any that serve as a roadblock to a, uh, you know, casino construction company, uh, you're going to be able to pay off uh, government officials there. Oh, yeah. Very, very easily. That That's not going to be a, a problem for you. Um, I, I, I think that, uh, you know, we, we, we've said this before, you know, that. Uh, 
most Twilight Zone episodes, and, and I think the difference between the Twilight Zone and, and the Outer Limits was, you know, the Outer Limits was just, hey, look at this strange thing that happened. Yeah. <laughs> and Twilight Zone tended to be a little bit more of a, a morality play. And I, I think it was, uh, you know, it's easy to look at, uh, at this and say, oh, well, you know, he's talking about gambling. Yeah. But I mean, really, I, I think he it's uh, it, I, I think to sort of come back to the uh, a thing I said at the beginning, uh, you know, you, you can have an addictive personality that's not about uh, things like gambling. He's just kind of a jerk. And, yeah. <laughs> and all, all this is, is his jerkiness manifesting as, as something a little different, something yeah. new and exciting. I was thinking about that too. I was, I was struggling to find, you know, a clear cut, uh, you know, moral to, to take away from the story. But I I think it was just a a weird thing that happened. And uh, Franklin was a jerk and uh, he, I don't know if he, I don't know if you deserve to die because of uh, being a jerk to your wife, but uh, you know, who knows? Maybe he would have ended up dead without the the loving support of Flora anyway. So. You think he would have uh, he would have been done in far sooner? I mean, I just I don't see how you're going to find any woman at his age, divorced. Uh, that that's true. Flora, yeah, Flora would remarry before he would. Yeah, yeah, I, I I think you're right. Also, you know, you got to think that that had to be a, kind of a kind of an awkward trip home for poor Flora. <laughs> God, I hope she knew how to drive. Uh, well, you know, I, I I don't know that they ever actually said specifically where uh, Franklin and Flora were from, but I oh. I just assumed, hey, it's it's the go go fifties. They were probably flying home. Oh man, I can't remember the state, but she said they take a picture of her. They take a picture of of Franklin and Flora at the beginning, and right. and and he says we'll send it to your home paper, and it's like Elgin something. I don't. Yeah, it's it's Elgin, which is actually uh, interestingly enough, there's an Elgin, Illinois, and a slight trivia fact: uh, Elgin, Illinois, is the birthplace of one Keith Conrad. Hey, there you go. I think it may have been Illinois. You need to rewatch that and, and see if that's it. So anyway, the flight home from from Vegas to Elgin. Um, are you on? Um, are are you on the Elgin's Wikipedia as as notable natives? Uh I mean, geez, I've got a book out now. You're a published uh, author, Keith. You know, pu- published author, podcaster. How could I not? I'm telling you. It seems like there should be a nice sign, you know, like right by the hospital. This oh, is where sure. Keith Conrad was born. Absolutely. This is where, uh, this is where Flora buried her husband after uh, an ill-fated trip to Las Vegas. <laughs> I, I just picture her like on, on the flight home looking very sad. She's got like the, the pink... Uh, you know, like pant suit and, and skirt with Franklin's blood on it and the pillbox hat. <laughs> Does she have his luggage with her? Probably. Yeah. Uh, you, I mean, you know, you got to sell that, see what you can get for it. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, you know, now I actually did pick up, uh, you know, br- bring up the, uh, the Elgin uh, Wikipedia page and its nickname is the city of stars which seems kind of fitting. And its motto is jewel of the Midwest. Love it. Uh, yeah. I mean, clearly uh, let, let's uh, scroll all the way down. Uh, famous people born here. No, no, no. They, they, they don't have any. We'll, we'll, we'll have you on by next week. 
I, I certainly hope so. We we need to call up the the Elgin, uh, you know, tourism bureau or something, and 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 get right on that. Hey, look at that! Oh, the, I, the Elgin Mental Health Center appears in the movie Primal Fear. Hmm. Imagine that, man. I, I don't think that was the hospital I was born at. I could I could be wrong about that. But, <laughs> That's probably a good. Um, so some people some people would say that it probably was, but. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so so the the moral we can take from this is um, be nice to your wife. Be, be nice to your wife, and the the guy who's uh, who's who's shouting about how immoral uh, everybody else around him is 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 probably not in that good a shape uh, himself. So it's like I always say: people who dress in glass houses should probably get dressed with the lights off. <laughs> there you go, Mr. Franklin Gibbs visitor to Las Vegas who lost his money, his reason and finally his life to an inanimate metal machine variously described as a one-armed bandit a slot machine or in Mr. Franklin Gibbs's words a monster with a will all its own for our purposes we'll stick with the latter definition because we're in the twilight zone Tron 